Hello, ladies and gentlemen, minasan yokuso. Welcome to JJ Japan, which now we're gonna change from JJ Japan to Jarvis in Japan. Yes, I'm gonna change the name of this podcast, well, because recreating yourself is effort. <laughs> like, it's so much easier to go with Jarvis, and it's just much more catchy. So we're gonna change this whole series to Jarvis in Japan. And we're probably gonna keep it the JJ podcast because it's ever changing. But Jarvis, so it's Jarvis. And today I'm gonna talk about patterns. Yes, we're gonna do a weird episode. I'm gonna try and describe Japanese patterns to you in audio form. Why? Because Japanese patterns, they're more than just art, they have deep meaning and it makes them even more beautiful. So today in Jarvis in Japan podcast. I'm gonna talk about monyo, Japanese patterns. So you probably have already seen some Japanese style patterns, and one was extremely popular now is Asanoha, what is the hexagon pattern stars. It's like the hexagon flower patterns. And Asanoha, well, the translation is literally hemp flower pattern. Hemp meaning like weed flowers. So it's the weed flower pattern. What's a bit, ah, not so great nowadays when you think about the literal translation, but back in the day, right? Sort of drugs, hemp wasn't seen as a bad thing and was grown quite often. And we've seen this pattern come back thanks to Kimetsu no Yaiba. As we have Nezuko, she wears a little pink kimono and it has this pattern on it and it's become very popular again. We see lots of the similar patterns, the same colors come back in Japan, but it's not just a pretty pattern. They have deep, deep meanings. And well, Asunoha has well two very deep meanings. One is to ward off against evil spirits and misfortune, and two, it's for child growth, to bring prosperity to your newly born child, that is going to go big and strong and tall, like hemp, because hemp can grow up to two meters tall, it can even go up to four meters, I've heard from some, reading some articles, and I was like, whoa, in a time, well, in Edo period Japan, when this became popular, just wrap your child, or your child's clothes in this person, would bring good fortune that your child's gonna grow big and strong, and especially in sort of medieval Japan, like 16th century, 18th century, child mortality was quite high. So any sort of wish, any sort of good luck charm was seen as a good thing. And Asano oh, wasn't just for kids, it was extremely popular style of kimono. Yes, this is patterned a lot in kimono patterns and ukiyo-e. So ukiyo-e is Japanese style art, the floating world art. And this came about thanks to Kabuki, a very famous Kabuki actress. She wore one of these kimonos in a play and it was well astonishing. And thanks to this, all the ukiyo artists were like, well, we must paint the most prettiest girl, the most famous actress around. And thus, this pattern was immortalized. And it's very similar to what happens today, right? We see movie stars, celebrities wear clothes, and everyone else starts wearing them too. And thus we see patterns like Asioe, 
become extremely popular, but it wasn't just ASIO app. There's many more, like the list goes on and on of patterns. One of my favorites one I've come found recently is Chidorimon. What's the thousand bird pattern? Which like little birds, they're like little starfish, but the birds. And there's just loads of them. And it's a really cute pattern because they're just really cute birds. And what this one was supposed to bring, well, is bring you good fortune and prosperity. Like, there's lots of birds, right? There's lots of money. So it's a very popular one for like merchants, right? You want all the money, you get all the birds. They'll come in. But you don't have to just use one pattern. Like, that's the beauty of Japanese patterns. Like, you can mix and match and make them your own. And we see this a lot in Japanese embroidering, especially for like boxes and just stuff. There's a type of art called kirigana. So kirigana is very originally from Buddhism. There's a Buddhist style of art. You take little bits of gold leaf and you engrave that in patterns. And this is where you originally saw quite of these patterns come from, from imports from Korea and China. And when they bought Buddhism from those in the sort of early 6th, 8th century, these patterns came with them, this style of art. And we've seen in Japan now, we lost these fine boxes, fine architects, and they have multiple patterns in them, because it can mean multiple things. Like, you don't want just a pattern that brings off charms for longevity, right? You may also want good luck. You may also want protecting from hazard and disaster. Let's just engrave all that in your box and while well, it's going to bring you great, great good luck. And one of them, say, another common one you probably will see is Sengaiha. So Sengaiha is the blue wave pattern. And you've probably seen this, right? It's like uh, the Wi-Fi symbol, but in waves. And it repeats over and over and over again. And from this repetition, well, it obviously brings eternity. Eternity, like longevity. Eternal peace and tranquility. It's a very nice symbol. It's sort of the meaning. Another one I like quite a lot, and it's used quite a lot now in kimono patterns. Especially for obi, what's the belts you wear in kimono. And this pattern is called sayagata. So sayagata is a very intricate pattern. It's mm, like a maze. You've got these little mazes repeating, but it has the Mandi symbol, what's the original Buddhist symbol, what the Nazis took, and then we flipped it and they made it the Nazi symbol. So that's the bad one, but we flip it back, we get the good Buddhist symbol, and it has that engraved in it. Because this symbol was originally from Buddhism, right? A lot of these symbols and patterns came from imports in China, Korea, India, when Buddhism came over. And this pattern became extremely popular, especially among the samurai class in the sort of Edo period. One, because it's said to bring longevity in life. Like everyone wants to live long, like prosperous just lives, right? Especially if you're a samurai. You're very dangerous, you have swords, you want that happy long living. And it's also what's getting popular because it's pretty cool. Like, you see this pattern and it kind of changes with the light. It's got little, oh, well, let's try and explain it. The sort of pattern you stitch in, if you stitch around and around and around, it makes little bumps. So it gives you sort of kimono pattern, sort of like a shadow effect. 
like changing the light, it will change pattern, especially if you have it on the same color. So you have like white on white, but the white comes out. So it can change with the light, and that was seen to be pretty cool. And this is what I really love about Japanese patterns, the monyo, is there's so many, and there's so many different meanings, you can kind of accessorize yourself around that. Like, what sort of luck do you want today? What fortune do you want to bring? Just make your own luck. Make them your own. Mix and match. And you can make yourself well, more than just fashionable. You can be deep and cultural at the same time. And I think that people really want in clothes now. You want clothes to be like SGG. You want to be eco-friendly. You want them to be nice and have all these sort of extra stuff. Like, why don't you put on extra patterns and extra meanings? Like, it's not just a plain t-shirt, but it's a t-shirt with this sort of pattern in, and this means that. And you could explain that to someone like, yeah, like hipster-esque maybe, but I think that's pretty cool to like wear meaning. It's like you wear a tattoo, you have tattoos, right? They have meaning. Like, why don't you still wear your clothes, not just plain, like you're a checkered pattern. Like, what does that mean? Like, why don't you get a patterned clove that has some deep meaning and you can get different patterns in the same color and then you can change that for this day when you want to do certain things. And, oh, I'm just going to ramble on about patterns well because I just love these patterns because they just bring so much enjoyment to your lives. And putting them in your life, understanding them, well, can bring you much more happiness, I believe. It's a bit like the saying, you are what you eat. And in this case, you can be what you wear. So if you wear pretty patterns, one of deep meanings, you can be those meanings. So if it's one for like confidence, good luck, ward of evil, you can get those luck throughout your day. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this sort of episode or this rambled a bit about patterns. It's hard to kind of explain patterns in a podcast format, but we're going for the meanings and what they represent, I think, bring some value and you can get more value from when you see them and if you want to learn more check out the recent blog post i've been posting on my wordpress blog and the facebook page the links will be down below just going in a little depth like i did a deep dive into asnoha and i did some little ones and the other ones and i'm going to keep this series up because i think going through them all and making like a little collection of what you want each day would be a really nice resource for any Japanese enthusiast or any pattern enthusiast who wants to be a bit more savvy with their clothes. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have any comments, thoughts, things you like about Japan, patterns you like about Japan, what pattern do you like, yeah, anything in particular, just message me, hit comments down below, hit me up on Twitter, on the WordPress, on the Facebook page, it was JJ Japan, but now it's Jarvis in Japan. So check him out anywhere you find me. See you around. Saigo Matakitsukurta. Honten ni arigatsu gozaimashita. Jane!